0: Welcome to the Drive Time News Class. 30 minutes, 45 for patrons of News of the Day from a perspective of truth, liberty, and justice. This is Monica Perez.
1: And I'm Brad Binkley.
0: Our top story, hot off the presses, courtesy of our roving reporter, Mr. Brad Binkley. It's all yours. I want to hear about, did you tell me that the Pentagon, yes, the Pentagon, has spies around the world?
1: Apparently so. Apparently the Pentagon has thousands, tens of thousands of spies, 60,000 spies, a secret army around the world. This is according to a Newsweek exclusive report that they spent two years investigating. And Here's the story. According to Newsweek, they've got the Pentagon is running a 60,000 strong secret army made up of soldiers, civilians, contractors, all who travel around the world under false identities embedded in consultancies and name brand companies without the without the knowledge of of the American people or of Congress.
0: First of all, that's how the CIA that's how the CIA operates. I've known people who have had that. And I, I don't know if I ever told you about this. And I can't get into any kind of detail because I'm afraid. But I uh, kid in my class way back when, like in elementary school, I had a parent who worked at a company that I later found in some article about an outed CIA agent. Whose front was working at this company? I, it might have been when I was looking at that guy, the the guy who was texting with his the person he was having an affair with, saying we hate Trump. What was it? Struck? Peter Struck. Yeah, his dad, Lisa Page. Yeah, his dad was some kind of like deep, uh, deep buried operative like that. Yeah. Struck, right? Okay. So when I was investigating that, I came across something else. I was like, that's the company that that kid's parent worked at, and I looked at it and. The name the parent was named in the article as a CIA agent in the article. It was that person, that actual person, and I was like, "Holy crap!" That person was an actual CIA agent working at this company that was cons- later outed to be a CIA front. So then I looked up the kid to see what the kid was up to, and that kid was a lawyer. For a company that does like all the, I don't know what, cybersecurity for the Pentagon or something like I I then was like, okay, that kid is in the family. And that's how it works. So I saw how the front operation works, what they're up to. And I remember that person having a really like important job. How
1: are are they related to Peter Strzok again, these two?
0: I I was investigating Peter Strzok, and I stumbled upon the father of Peter Strzok. So I found old articles about the father. And in one of those articles, or like, as I read the old articles, I was like, oh, I recognize the name of that company. And then I would just go, like, investigate the company and write that company's name plus CIA, thinking I'd get more on the Strzok thing. But I stumbled upon, because it was of that era, like Peter Strzok's father is probably like my classmate's father's age or mother, whatever. And so anyway, I just that's how I stumbled upon the information. But then I realized and that's why one of the other things was Jeb Bush. He was a banker in Venezuela. It's like he doesn't wasn't a banker. I mean, he was a (laughs) banker. Like he definitely can do banking, I'm sure. But what he really was, I assume, was a CIA agent. Quite possibly.
1: And we know they want to Combine everything with the public private partnerships, and what better way to get control of the private organizations than through having agents infiltrate? Yeah,
0: yeah I mean, that's true, but are those? I don't think it's like Coca Cola. I might be.
1: I think they're going to target the most powerful, influential organizations in the world. So I think Coca Cola would be at the top of the list of potential. Oh, so do you think
0: that they're operatives inside the companies or do you think they're spies using the companies as cover?
1: I get the sense that there's operatives inside the company that people who work in the company are unaware of.
0: Right, that's true. But is their job and I have a follow-up question, is their job to use that office as a cover for when they go out and get human intelligence at oh. the cafe? Or is their job to get intelligence from inside the company or to to influence the culture or policy saying. of the company?
1: I would say it depends and both. What is the I, article? I would say it's probably both both depending on who it is and where they're located because they definitely want to be able to influence and nudge the nudge the companies from within but if you're in a foreign country then yes you do need a cover job so that you don't get right. identified
0: Does it say anything in that article? Yeah, I'll tell you the rest of the rest of the, okay, because, the article. Okay, because By the way, it reminds me of the concept of the intrapreneur.
1: That's exactly what Okay. It, the entrepreneur, the the guy, they talked about the World Economic Forum in a Rockfin video we did. That no, was having the John F. Kennedy School. Yeah, from the John F. Kennedy School of Harvard, having entrepreneurs within businesses to influence the direction of the business, which is basically to co-opt the business.
0: And here's the thing, if people have watched that video, this is the thing about the Rockfin videos. It's really a shame that they're private That's how they set it up for us. But that stuff is gold. And I really encourage people. I mean, they get us to actually put all the effort in. So it's nice that they do it that way. And we weren't doing it before. So I'll give them the credit for that. But it's such important stuff. And, And what was interesting about that guy who established this notion of the intrapreneur, somebody who's inside a company trying to influence it, is that his particular specialty was to get law firms on board with certain practices that would be a stepping stone to government policy. And we actually saw that in a story recently where Coca-Cola had their new, I don't know if he was their head counsel or what his story was, but he was a change agent for the racial stuff. And when he came out and demanded that the law firms that work for Coke have a certain um, racial makeup, among their lawyers, then he was, it it was so met with such horror that he would interfere with their corporate management like that, that he was scapegoated. Like He was thrown out of coke. The CEO who had directed him to do it, there was a previous article of him directing him to do it at the World Economic Forum, bragging about it, guy totally distanced, but I could draw a circle from the CEO, World Economic Forum, and that guy... Uh, who was trying to implement it, to the the Austrian dude at the JFK school who had talks about entrepreneurship and how he was going to go through the law firms to backdoor actual law.
1: Yeah, and his reasoning on part of that was the lawyers are going to be some of the biggest opposition towards influencing the companies to doing what you want. So instead of fighting with them, let's co-op them and get them to help us do what we're trying to do instead. So, place friendly lawyers in there. I think some of the, some of the stuff you've spoken about, it does touch on this in, in the article, especially the cyber war aspect of it. The article goes on to talk about how this top secret army has been created by the Pentagon over the past 10 years, and it's part of a program called Signature Reduction. It operates both domestically and internationally using a low force low profile force of clandestine warriors, so it does operate domestically and internationally because that would be a question. is it just international or domestic or domestic as both and it's ten times the size of the CIA of the yeah ten times the size of the covert elements of the CIA excuse me it has it comes with a cost of more than nine hundred million and it engages one hundred and thirty private companies in operations in locales like the Middle East and Africa and there's never been a congressional hearing on it now who's in the army about half of, of signature reduction is made up of special forces the second largest element within the the undercover army is the mil- is military intelligence specialist and then the newest and fastest growing group within the unit is made up of cyber warriors who use false personas and non at non-attribution and misattribution techniques online to disguise themselves so that they can track high-volume targets, collect publicly accessible information, and engage in influence campaigns to manipulate social media. I found that to be the most interesting. That's what, what they describe the Russian bots as doing. Does what? it tell
0: you what companies?
1: No. It does not say the specific companies. At least And in- I
0: also call into question that number because... Uh I think if you took 900 million and you divided it by 60,000, you would only get 15,000 a person. So it's probably more than
1: that. It does seem a bit I think low. it's much,
0: much more than that. Or the people, the 60,000 people, are just drawing salaries. That's kind of paying for themselves. Like they use it as a cover, but they also are drawing a salary, which I'm yeah. sure they are.
1: Right. It's the salary from the company they're working with on top of this.
0: Yeah. Well, that's interesting. So let's even think about that. Didn't they say when Edward Snowden got busted, didn't they say there was something like six or eight million people, or maybe four or whatever, with that same high level of clearance?
1: I think so. There was a lot of people. He wasn't exclusive.
0: So it would be, you would probably know one or two people like that just in your life. And I think I do.
1: Yeah, you always wonder who in your life is the spy. Because if, you know, if you know a certain amount of people, there's going to be a spy somewhere in there. Probably I did.
0: Anyway. I did know somebody who's relative i know a couple of people whose relatives were you know some guy shows up at thanksgiving like oh he's whatever blah 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 yeah. and then i have to be super sus of the person who i know and that's kind of confusing i i was on a date
1: a couple of years ago and there's a guy and a, and a lady there is older and probably in their 60s, 70s, sitting next to us at the bar. And we got to talking to him, found out he was in the FBI. And I jokingly said, what, are you following me, man? What are you doing here? And he did not <laughs> think it was funny. <laughs> at all. <laughs> My date thought really? it was funny. He did not think it was funny at all. Anyway, they go on to mention another aspect of it. Two more quick points here. Somebody who was interviewed about it, a senior officer that was in it. I find it funny that they, they pointed out the non-attribution and misattribution techniques used by the cyber warriors, and then they, they, they cite a senior officer. They do a non-attribution technique themselves by not giving a specific person. But he said that no one in the program is fully aware of their extent or the implications that they have on military warfare, which goes right in line with what we've talked about a lot. They keep people compartmentalized, so they don't know the impact of what their actions actually are.
0: That is so true. I'm 100 percent convinced that they do not know. They know not what they do. Yeah. Uh, listen to this. They had a confidential
1: driving license program in the state of Washington that provided hundreds of valid driver's licenses and fictitious names to fed- to the federal government under the program.
0: Oh, that reminds me of the Jeffrey Allen Lash story out of Pacific Palisades, where the guy's rotting corpse was found after weeks. He used to walk, go to restaurants and eat raw meat. He said he was an alien hybrid. He said he worked for the government and they had these, they downplayed it, but then somebody came out with a comprehensive whitewash article that almost got me. It almost got me. But they talked about all of his, um, what are they called, the amphibious vehicles and all of his ammunition and weapons, which practically buckled the basement like a concrete floor that it was all stacked on. And they talked about how they were all registered. All the stuff was owned legally and they were lamenting gun laws that could allow this, but that gun laws in California do not allow that. You can only buy a certain number of guns every time period. So I did the math and I said, there's just no chance this guy, under normal circumstances, bought that stuff. And that to me was a big fat tell. That he was, he there was something going on with that guy. Um, if anybody, CE5 guy, please, I beg you, figure out Jeffrey Allen Lash. I really have never thought that. That was a bizarre that. story bizarre, that did not
1: have much of an explanation to. Crazy ass story. So speaking of crazy ass, crypto is on fire when it comes to trending today because it's crashing and then it'll go back up a little bit, then it's crashing again. And people are losing their minds on Twitter and really wealthy people and groups are buying some of the dips while people who are new in- new investors are bailing out. But the price has took a substantial hit for pretty much all of crypto today and of course elon musk is at the center of it a lot of blame is being put on him for his statements about bitcoin now some blame is being put on china because they're trying to ban bitcoin as well but then you look then you look and it goes right it's a roller coaster ride man if people like gambling then this uh, then crypto is, is what they're getting into because it is a wild wild ride but it's gambling. also creating circumstances where People are going to be begging for regulation and corporations totally. begging for regula- regulation. Absolutely. An example is like Coinbase app and Robinhood went down today. Coinbase has been down most of the day and people have been trying to sell or buy
0: the dip. And you're talking about the stock in the wallet company. No,
1: I'm talking Coinbase. about. No, excuse me. I should clarify. I mean, the app went down and people were unable to buy.
0: Oh, sell, oh you know. Oh, them. wow. OK, wow. Yes.
1: So they wanted to buy the dip or they wanted to get out before they lost all their money and they're unable to. I because actually they,
0: have a wallet. It's Coinbase Pro. It did not go down today. But yeah,
1: it's not pro. It's I, loo- I have
0: lost money trying to figure out how to work that fucking.
1: Yes. And-
0: <laughs> so I
1: do not recommend it. There's people now. I I don't know. I I don't know the truth of these these claims. I see people putting the grass on social media about saying, well, every time it gets this low, they the I know go down I saw that and you can't it's, buy it. And I think this is just another call to push towards regulation absolutely. for the crypto market. Absolutely. So.
0: And somebody did say that we were onto something talking about yesterday how to suggest that Bitcoin uses too much energy is a function of the fact that Bitcoin is. Finite. Yeah. That, and and that if it were infinite, it wouldn't increase the energy. Very interesting.
1: So I have some breaking news real quick. Vernon Jones out of Georgia. He used to be a Democrat, now Republican. He is running for governor of Georgia in the next round. He is calling for a forensic audit of the 2020 election. And we've been talking to Garland a lot. So we know that this has been in the works. But to have... A, someone come forward and say that publicly actually fits right in with what we expected we, when we saw Indivisible. We saw The Late Show. Colbert is now exclusively attacking the, the audience every single night. The, not the audience. The audits every single night. <laughs> They're calling it...
0: And the audience. And the audience. Yeah, with lies. <laughs> Thought
1: they were showing up for comedy. Right. So now is coming into the mix and the 2020 election is is being replayed over again. Except with the audit audits, excuse me, I keep saying audience.
0: (laughs) Now taking center stage, we are going to talk to Garland, right? Yes, live on audit issues on Fulton County. That's going to be noon Eastern on Saturday. You can get it on my YouTube channel, Monica Perez, or you can get it on the Propaganda Report. I'm going to. You know, the live ones are tricky to find on YouTube, but whatever. You have to just, I don't know how people can even find it. Oh, I mean, if you go to YouTube.com slash Monica Perez, you should be able to find it.
1: Yeah, there should be a live Saturday. tab usually. It okay. is is—it is not as easy to find as the other videos, but... It's
0: easier than using Coinbase Pro. It, yeah, that is a pain <laughs> in the backside trying to use that.
1: That it is, that it is. And one more quick hit. Bill Gates apparently thought Jeffrey Epstein was his ticket to a Nobel Prize. This is according to an anonymous ex-staffer. I will say that. So the Gates Foundation, or not the Gates Foundation, one of Gates, Gates' spokesperson is kind of denying it, but not really. He says that while a Nobel Prize would certainly be a great honor, it's false to say that Bill Gates was obsessed with the honor. So he didn't really say that Bill Gates didn't think that Epstein was going to help him get a Nobel Prize. He just said that Gates wasn't obsessed oh, with it. He
0: he debunked the claim that Bill Gates was obsessed with Jeffrey Epstein did, yeah, and the Nobel Snopes. Prize. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, yeah. So, it it's starting to appear that he was closely tied with Epstein. Why this information is coming out right now. Maybe they're doing one of the things where they reveal it so that they can bury it. I don't know. They're going to prop up Melinda, like you said. I think you nailed that. But what's interesting is that they are staying co-heads of the Bill and Melinda Gates Foundation through their divorce. And the reason is because... If they separate, it would harm their chances at getting a Nobel Prize, which they both badly want. Interesting. It's kind of, credibility to the story.
0: Did you see that little article? Maybe it was old about how Bill Gates continued to go on golfing vacations with his ex-girlfriend throughout his marriage. Did you ever see that?
1: I didn't see that one. I, did, I saw stories where he was having an affair with somebody who worked at Microsoft. while And Melinda Gates knew about it. And they say she felt humiliated.
0: Yeah, They say she fell. Who gives a fuck? You know what yeah, I mean? Like, right. obviously. Yeah, yeah they're yeah. trying to it's make just, her a
1: saint. I'm not buying her sainthood yet.
0: Yeah, she seems to have. I, I mean, I assume that she was completely part of the plan, you know, whatever the plan was. If I mean, she also just, won
1: the Nobel Prize, then on, she probably was
0: on power board. Couple. All yeah. right. So I have a few COVID slash vaccine things to tick off as well give me the jab all right i'll give it to you the jab that's what we should call like our segment on <laughs> the jab yeah. okay so i thought of you pinkly because someone was telling me about how this vaccine uh, this question about uh, vaccine some vaccine safety issue was this idea of what maybe the vaccine might have the side effect was debunked someone said okay that was debunked and i said oh, wait a second wait a second why would you even use the word debunked? Wouldn't you say it's been disproven? You know what I'm saying? Like, like, oh, the vaccine doesn't cause uh, prions in your brain or reproductive issues or blood clotting. That theory, that claim has been disproven. <laughs> it's like that claim has been debunked. And, and actually, so I looked up debunked and it means like to be like made fun of made fun of so then i thought pre-bunked yeah why you have to pre yeah you have to (laughs) pre-bunk something why don't why don't you just prove it we're going to pre-bunk vaccine side effect theories and i'm thinking why don't you just prove in advance that it's not true and then it doesn't have to be bunk or debunk or pre bunk yeah. or bunkery. It just seems like the whole idea of bunk. It's not bunk. It's a claim that can be refuted or proven.
1: Well, the problem with proving it is that would require them to tell people to engage in the actual content of the information, which they are they go to great lengths to have them not do.
0: That's right. Don't repeat the lie. Yeah. So another thing, this has been bothering me. Something came out of Texas. What was the latest out of Texas about the vaccine? I think the state of Texas is telling the localities that they can't have vaccine mandates of any kind. Proof of vaccine, nothing like that. And of course, I want to move to Texas out of California because of how they're bringing down laws or nudges that are basically forcing anyone who wants to live in society to get a vaccine. So, but there's a big problem with those kind of laws. One is I absolutely hate it. And it's always been true since plastic bags and transgender bathrooms that the Republicans are tasked with stamping out subsidiarity from our checks and balances. So we have checks and balances because of legislative, executive and judicial branches. But we also have checks and balances because we have local, state and federal governments. And the, the it's a. Catholic concept of subsidiarity, where the closest, and it's in the Bible, it's a gospel, the closest to the source of the problem is the source of the solution if you can, if you can do it. So talk to somebody one-on-one. If not, go to the head of the family. If not, go to the head of the community. If not, then you know you keep escalating, or then eventually you just exile the person from your community if they can't get it together. So by eradicating subsidiarity, everything becomes A federal problem, then you have to go to the state level and make the law for everyone. And that's also, it's even worse when they're doing it in places like maybe Texas or Florida, where they're telling private companies that they can't mandate a vaccination. There's a problem with that. I like it for myself right now, but the problem with it is this. If you let people decide whether they have vaccinated people in their place or not, uh, property owners Business owners could just decide on what makes them comfortable, what makes their customers comfortable, what customer base they want to appeal to. But if you make it a blanket law that they are not allowed to and they and their customers are not comfortable with it, then they have to go to the state and make sure the law is changed to the way they want it for everyone. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. That's the problem. That's why you always want private property rights to be absolute, because if you don't, wherever you've removed that, those few rights, those private property rights, that you've removed them to a broader border in order for me to assert my private property right to allow or deny vaccinated or unvaccinated people. I have to I have to include other people's property in my decision It's wrong and it is an abomination to libertarianism.
1: It yeah. sounds like what they want to do with the voting laws, too. They very much are promoting in their activist materials that we need to get a uniform set of voting laws across the country that everybody Absolutely. adheres to and take away the state's ability to control that.
0: And there's no reason for that. The states have their electoral college and they can squander it or support it at their will. And I know people like Garland want to say, well, you're violating my constitutional right. But the Constitution does not give you a right. One person, one vote for the president. That is not in the Constitution. So and I'm I'm all for keeping things as small as possible. I'm a big 10th Amendment fan. Okay. Uh, Somebody sent me a... I'm going to keep this person nameless. I actually got several DMs that said something similar, but I'm just going to read a passage. We ask that... Employees obtain stickers to attach to their badges demonstrating that you have been vaccinated. They're available in human resources. We also distribute them at convenient locations throughout the week. Schedules for uh, where you can get the vax will be distributed also for those who are immunocompromised choose to forego the vaccine or are not able to receive the vaccine or do not want to share vaccination status, please continue to wear the mask and social distance. So they're having people self-identify with a badge, not to be uh, misconstrued with a patch. It's just a badge. It's just a sticker on the badge. that make no uh, Nazi... Comparisons whatsoever, please. It's just a sticker on a badge. Okay. (laughs) If, if, here's the kicker with the sticker. If you provide HR with a copy of your vaccination record, no later than July 1st, as you all know, you will receive $150 COVID vaccine incentive. Okay, so.
1: Well, that ain't 5 million or a million like they're giving away in Ohio.
0: Yeah, but. But this is guaranteed. But what are we in the f- page 15 yet? No, so I can't curse. What the f? Kind of a scam does a company run? Okay, what do you you make vaccines that hurt people? And when they hurt people, instead of using normal tort law where you get you have to pay somebody, the taxpayer pays for it. Okay, all right. Not only that, people don't really want it, and they're expensive, so you get the taxpayer to either pay for it through Tax subsidies or through Obamacare, where you're forced to buy insurance and the insurance will pay for it. And if you really don't want it, you just don't want it, even though taxes are paying for it anyway, you just don't want it. They will either force you by law to get it. That's coming. Or they get private companies, somehow they pressure them, probably through the soft power described in Event 201, to pay you. So they're getting this company to pay you $150 to get something that costs probably $100 that the taxpayers are paying for and the insurance companies are paying for, that the pharmacy pharmaceutical companies are getting the money for, and don't have any recourse if they hurt you.
1: And is the government giving money to corporations
0: that do this? I don't know. I was wondering where that money was coming from. I wouldn't be surprised. But that, I, I mean, that is, so when I just talked to Matsuko and he said, the big pharma runs the world. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, I was looking for lizards and stuff, but I think maybe it is big pharma.
1: Big pharma are the lizards.
0: All right. And here's the last thing that I have on that on that score is a couple of folks sent this one to me. The World Economic Forum. Did you see the tr- the tweet they deleted? No. The tweet they deleted... And this is completely what I said was gonna happen a couple of weeks ago, this vaccine cast system. Remember when I said there's all these everybody's unemployed. So everybody had to like stop working and then they're gonna let people go back to work. But the screen they're gonna use is whether you were vaccinated or not. So they don't have to like fire people to get the vax because they I mean, that is a reset. You know what I mean? That's like a reboot. And I'm trying to think of what or how else that happens. But that is what you do sometimes when you just don't want to screen out what you already have. You reset and then you make the screen on the way back in. And this is what they said. World Economic Forum says this, uh, get your COVID-19 jab or you could face consequences from your employer. Hashtag COVID-19, hashtag jobs reset 21.
1: Get your COVID nineteen jab, or you. So that, that's the. Wow, this this is great reset. You're you're exactly right. And they deleted the tweet.
0: They rewrote it. They deleted it, and then they put a new one up that said, uh, "Some employees, my employers, might require the jab, but it was a threat before." And jobs reset. I mean that. They reset the jobs. And then on the front page of the Wall Street Journal today, I tweeted this at you. It said, Oh, amazing, like decades of progress against poverty erased with COVID 19. I'm like, I saw OK, that. I mean, the first day the first lockdown was announced, my first reaction, which I said on the air, was this is the most regressive thing I have ever heard in my entire life. The most regressive thing you have to stockpile. Your kids are all home. Everyone needs their own devices. People who have human being jobs can't go to work, but all the people who have computer jobs can.
1: Yeah, they appear to be getting exactly what they've always wanted through this pandemic.
0: And my argument is, if you have a consequence that is foreseeable as that was, you you don't get to say it was unintended. It's foreseeable. So These people
1: don't sit around waiting for stuff like that to happen. Edward Bernays, a bunch of these other elites have made that perfectly clear. They will set things in motion that will make it easier to push their agenda. I'm not saying everything was set in motion. I'm just saying if the PCR tests were measured the right way from the beginning, we never would have had a pandemic.
0: Totally, totally. And with that, I'll leave that people uh, marinating on that little Juicy morsel, as I tell you what's coming up for the remainder of the show before we do get to the last story of the Free 30, which is my justice by justice call on the Roe versus Wade case going to the Supreme Court. And I'll tell you what's going to be in the patron 15. I had a thought about why. We fight so hard for liberty. Liberty. What is liberty? Let's let's why why have I have been basically dedicating my entire life to this? Why? I figured it out. And oh wow. Let's yeah, I know. Let's play a game. Who's the biggest racist? As you can guess, Binkley's gonna bring that game to us. It gets, I think it's, he, it looks like it could be a fun game. Could be a fun game or it could be a horrible game. That's it. Could true. be a horrible game. You won't know unless you listen to patron 15. And of course, a big thanks to the sponsor of today's show. You're going to love this. I recently did a show with Joshua at large. Uh, It was a live show last Friday and it was great. Rapid fire. Just like I like it. He's big in the Mises caucus. I recommend people go Watch that. And he was telling me about it. I'm into it. I'm intrigued. I want to know more. And if I were still in Georgia, I would know exactly where to go to learn more and get involved. It is from the this today's shout out sponsorship is from the Libertarian Party Mises Caucus of Georgia. It says they, they gave me a little copy to read for you. And I will. If you're listening to this podcast, you already know that liberty is under assault like never before in our lifetime. True that. In 2020, the state instituted unprecedented lockdowns and mandatory face coverings, buying off individuals and organizations with wealth stolen from our progeny. True, too. Now, discussion of a vaccine passport is taking place in the country once known as the land of the free. Make no mistake, full blown totalitarian fascism is at our doorstep, and we can no longer afford the luxury of idle discussion about the morality and efficacy of political action. We have to hit this from all fronts. I'm coming to the same conclusion, I must say. I really am. Like I was just a pure anarcho capitalist, but I feel like we have to ha- have to hit from all fronts. That includes policy stuff so uh, many will remember of course the kindly country doctor from texas who warned of the dangers posed by unlimited spending and the leviathan state you know what's coming binkley Though dormant, the Ron Paul revolution never died. True. Its embers can still be found in those who recognize the sovereignty of the individual. And we're bringing it back. And it is about time. You know who put this down? I'm sorry. I love, I love the people who love the orange man, but it did not help the Ron Paul revolution. So let's get that back. Freedom isn't given. It must be taken. Tyranny will not end itself. So we must end it. Help us reignite the fire of liberty once again. Join the Mises Caucus today. So to find out more, visit TakeHumanAction.com. TakeHumanAction.com. And Take Human Action with the Liberty Party Mises Caucus in Georgia in 2021. They are having a meetup in June. I know about this. I don't know the details. They want you to go to the site to, I guess, maybe sign up or let them know that you're interested. I can understand that. You don't want to just blast it in case people want to mess with you. But if you are interested, please go to takehumanaction.com and do it quickly so that you can be involved in the June event. Next time I'm in Atlanta, maybe I will see if there's something going on for me there. It's right up my alley. I've had the same thought. That it is time, I was in, in the beginning for years and years, I was like, you know what, this experiment and self-limiting government is dead. But as I said to Joshua, or it clearly didn't work, I said to Joshua, here's the problem. I could go full anarcho-capitalist right now, but the powers that be are waiting for that, waiting for us to tear down the first scaffold, which is the remnants of the American experiment. I don't want to give up any ground at all. We have got to hold the line at the, uh, the ECRU line, the parchment line, the Constitution, the Bill of Rights. That is a good rallying point, a good staging place for us to stop the march of tyranny. So I'm on board takehumanaction.com. Check it out. And all right. yeah, isn't that great? I I uh I have to say we did that one complete because I'm I'm well about it. So there is also another thing I want you to do. And here's a here's the Rockfin stuff that we've been doing has been off the charts. I mean it, you really can't be fully educated on these subjects without that. And we weren't doing it. We're so busy uh we it's hard for us to make ends meet to even take care of our own personal obligations with all the time we spend on this so when Rockfin came to us and asked us to make some special content just for them we knew what needed to be made and we did it and because we are now fully committed and obligated to the people who are subscribed we do keep it up but it is a shame that it doesn't reach more people it is behind this paywall but to get behind that paywall a whole avalanche of great material will flood in on you you can go to our most recent video try to watch it when you can't watch it it's going to tell you to subscribe subscribe through that channel rockfin.com propaganda report and if you are a rockfin subscriber you can come get the highest tier of the propaganda report for virtually half the price so that then you can for almost the same price as it is to just be a patron saint you can get absolutely every bit of content we offer but you have to go through rockfin to do it so go to rockfin.com propaganda report and please support us by becoming a member there
1: we do have a new video out today do tell it is the one we recorded last week where we kind of see the origins of pre-bunking from the CFR and they talk about getting ahead of the vaccine disinformation and I haven't titled it yet. Otherwise, I give you a catchy title (laughs) that I have on it, but I have it uploaded. I just got to put the title on it and then it's going to be brand new.
0: That sounds great. We'll see that as soon as it comes out. And now on to the last story of the free thirty. I just wanted to—I don't know if I've explained this before. I, I know I have because I've thought of it many times. When I see these really draconian abortion laws coming down, such as the heartbeat law in Georgia, I'm not—I'm not against the strict the restriction necessarily i'm not opining on that but i'm absolutely as coming from a position of someone who went to stanford law school where they're all about supreme court justices making policy that's like they're all about that they they will twist up what it means to be a judge just to make sure you understand that if you ever get on the supreme court you need to make some policy but even without doing that when you look at a ruling if i think roe versus wade is an illegitimate ruling regardless of whether Abortion should be legal or not it is a, and a violation of the Tenth Amendment in my opinion but to the extent that the Supreme Court does not actually overrule Roe Ro versus Wade, they will look at these laws as effectively gutting Roe versus Wade, and that kind of thing does not withstand judicial scrutiny at the supreme court level it does not so by making a law that clearly undermines the purpose of roe versus wade they are asking the supreme court to clarify that the states are more limited than they they think they are when they're passing laws like this now roe versus wade There's a Mississippi law that's uh, getting questioned by the Supreme Court. It's not as bad, actually, as the heartbeat. Not as bad, not as good, whatever it's it isn't. I think it's like 15 week thing. It's not as serious as the. It's not as much of a clear cut violation of Roe versus Wade. But if they rule on that and say it is unconstitutional, that sets the bar for all the states much higher than it has been. And people think because it's six conservative and three liberal justices on the Supreme Court that it's a shoe in. I say, no way. That is not true. That you have this, this conservative business. I hate even the use of that term. It doesn't really mean what I would what I was raised to think it meant. And I would say this, Kagan, Sotomayor, and Breyer. Now, Breyer was a Republican appointee, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, no, it can't be. Thomas Barrett, Alito, Gorsuch, Roberts, and Kavanaugh. Those are the six ones who were Republican appointees, if I recall correctly. I didn't double check my math here. So Kagan, Sotomayor and Breyer must be the liberals. They're clearly in bold print on my thing as they will support any. They will be against anything that diminishes the right to abortion. Thomas, Justice Thomas, Barrett, the new one, Coney Barrett and Alito seem to me they're absolutely not going to throw out any law that restricts abortion. So that's three, three. What are the other three guys going to do? I guess I think Gorsuch is going to come out upholding this law in Mississippi. I think Roberts and Kavanaugh will vote against upholding that law. I think Kavanaugh said Roe versus Wade is settled law. I think he's going to go with that. And Roberts, you know, you can't count on him at all. So (laughs) they have something on that guy, I think. So anyway, the activists
1: will raise a lot of money. The community organizers will raise a lot of money from the activists. They will gain more power. They love when cases like this go to the Supreme Court because it gives them an opportunity to stuff their pockets and build their power.
0: That is all true. So, okay, now. I want to, we're way over, but I want to give a quick shout out to Childerberg. I'm going to Childerberg. I'm going to be in Austin the weekend of Memorial Day. And Childerberg is having an event, music, comedy, fun at a distillery on Saturday of Memorial Day weekend. So if you go to Childerberg.com or check out the Twitter feed at Childerberg, you can get details on that. It's, It's really, it's a... Like three day camp out of Libertarians, people, you know, podcasters, you know, you're going to love hanging out with these folks, especially since it's in Texas.
1: They should organize the world's largest podcast because there's probably going to be so many podcasters in one place. They
0: should have like a live streaming podcast with like an open mic where people can just walk by and start podcasting. I actually think that's a good idea, but it's in the woods. So, but it'll be nice. Childerberg has never, never gone down. So even regardless of COVID, it's, it's like when you hear about stuff that continued to exist during the war, that's Childerberg for you. But it's really funny because you're really not going to get, it is the the cat herding thing. So Jacob who runs it is, is like the cat lady, I guess. (laughs) I'm sure, he,
1: I'm sure he would love
0: love that name. <laughs> he, is fine. he has several podcasts, but one is Tasting Anarchy, so that's fun. So that's just a foreshadowing of why I'm making the trek to a distillery for a party with a guy who has a podcast called Tasting Anarchy. Anyway, so I'll see anybody there who wants to go, and that's in Texas. Now on to the patron Fifteen. Alright,
1: you guys can find your drive time News Blast every weekday afternoon at ThePropReport.com or your favorite podcasting platform with The Propaganda Report podcast feed. If you want access to that extra content Monica was telling you about, go to Rockfin.com slash Propaganda Report and join up there. Our latest video is up today, and you can check that out as well as all of our other deep dives. Have a fantastic rest of your day.